We have been talking a lot about the future or if there even is a future for the Vancouver Park Board. We now know Vancouver Council has voted to move forward. They will ask the province to help them amend the charter and that would give them the power to move ahead with abolishing the Park Board, bringing it under the fold of Vancouver City Council. Is that the right move? Are people supportive of this? Or even if you are supportive of it, what do you think of the whole process? Well, more and more people are weighing in on this including B.C. Conservative Party leader John Rustad. And John Rustad joins me on the line now. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on, Jill. Uh, you put out a news release about this, and I know I've spoken about this. What are your thoughts on how it, things uh, with the Park Board and Vancouver City Council have unfolded so far? Well, I think it's uh, it's messy for sure. I mean, when you've got a, uh, a city council, a mayor and council, that have had these massive tax increases for people in the province, uh, and then they look at the park board and say, well, maybe we can find some savings there. Uh, maybe we can find some efficiencies there by eliminating it and bringing it into council. Uh, the park board, of course, I think it's been around since, what, 1888 or 1890. You know, it was designed to uh, protect Stanley Park and, and has continued its mandate to make sure that those green spaces and, and recreation facilities you know, are, what, are what's needed for the community in meeting those needs. Now, I think there's there's certainly some issues there, but uh, um, I'm not sure that just straight out eliminating it is the right path, given the, the record that we see at City Council. So do you think then at this point uh, there should be a referendum on the future of it? Well, I'm a strong believer, actually, in referendums and direct democracy. I think you know, voters are smart. Uh, they're capable of making decisions. Give them the information and let them make a decision. I don't, you know, we saw the example, for example, in Surrey, with the policing that went on where the government just made a decision to, to force a uh, Surrey police force that created all kinds of problems within the community, huge cost increase that are coming. And I just don't think that that's what uh, voters in, in Vancouver are looking for. Uh, uh, a, uh, a referendum on it uh, is a nice, simple way to get the information out to the people and let them make the decision. Would it be a freestanding referendum then, do you think, or something that would be, as, as far as time considerations, it's something that should be put out to the voters in Vancouver, or something that could wait until the next civic election and make it part of the ballot? Well, I think the next civic election, of course, is, uh, what, two years or three years out uh, at this point. So uh, that's a long way to wait. Uh, it may have to be that it's a, a standalone, which, of course, then makes it a, a little bit more expensive to do. But like I say, I, I think direct democracy is something that we should be thinking about in this province uh, for, for big issues like this, where we're doing such a significant change to an institution that's been around for you know, 140 years. It would be costly then, uh, but going ahead and doing that uh, ahead of the civic election, which you're right, it's, it's three years away. And we tend to have very low voter turnout when it comes to civic elections. So I, I'm guessing based on that, if we even had a standalone, if there was a standalone referendum in the city of Vancouver, that too would have a pretty low turnout. Is that enough of a mandate then to move forward on such a major decision? Well, I think certainly uh, as, a, as a mayor and council um, that ran an election, they should run, at least run and say, this is what we're going to do, uh, rather than saying, you know, while well, we think we can fix it, we're going to run a slate and then come out and say, oh, we can't fix it, we're just going to eliminate it. This is a, it's a big issue. And, you know, lots of people are very concerned about, uh, about the parks and about making sure that they're not going to be uh, used for development. I mean, we have huge pressures with housing and housing availability and housing affordability, there's going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty tempting to start looking at places where you could perhaps add additional housing. And I think you know, that's what the park board was originally set up for, is to make sure that those places would be protected for the people and for the future.
Uh, you mentioned the uh, the talk of savings as well, and that's certainly something that was put out when Ken Sim first announced that he was going to be asking the province for the change to the Vancouver Charter. Uh, he's been putting out this idea that it could save millions, but when pushed on it and asked to actually provide those numbers, there have not been any numbers provided that would show, uh, particularly Vancouver taxpayers, uh, would show that there are millions to be saved. Uh, do you think there needs to be more information? Does there need to be more clarity? and actual numbers before a decision is made. Of course, that sort of analysis should have been the first step that's taken. You know, you've got a city right now, um, and, you know, this is municipal politics, of course, but, I mean, you've got a city right now that my understanding has got more communications people than the White House does. I mean, there needs to be looked at internally in terms of what the structure is and the cost structure to try to bring that in line. Uh, you know, people just can't afford massive tax increases. And so if there's some savings to be had, there should be, you know, an independent analysis done and look at uh, just, you know, what that will mean. And so that, like I say, people need to have the information to be able to make those decisions. Uh, we certainly, uh, well, we're waiting to hear. We expect that uh, the Premier at an announcement, uh, St. Paul's Hospital announcement at 9 o'clock this morning, will be asked about this. Uh, you have spoken out about this and issued a release on it. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of input from BC United as far as taking a side in this debate. Uh, but even in the New Democrats, uh, we, we've heard from S- Spencer Chandler Herbert, who on social media uh, said he didn't think it was the right way to go uh, going forward in abolishing uh, the park board. What, why was it important for you to get involved in this debate? Well, I looked at this just from that perspective of, you know, from a taxpayer's perspective, making sure that uh, things are done efficiently, but also from a political perspective. As I said, I, I support the idea of more direct democracy, more opportunity for, for voters to be engaged. I think part of the problem uh, we have with vote, low voter turnout is is people feel that, you know, all political parties, all things are the same. And so you don't get the engagement that we needed. And I think, you know, we need to find ways to turn that around. We need to find ways to get more people engaged uh, in what's going on because it has such an impact on people. And where you have big decisions like this regarding a park board, it's a perfect example of why we need to be able to have more, more uh, engagement. So how do you see this playing out? And I, I recognize this is a bit of a hypothetical, but if we do see it playing out the way Ken Sim uh, was alluding to, uh, having already had discussions with the provincial government and, and saying that those, in his mind, were productive discussions, and he had those before he announced this decision, if this does play out in that it comes to the legislature at the next setting in the spring, and it comes to the legislature for a vote for the Vancouver City Council to move forward with this how do you see that playing out if it comes to the legislature well i think there'll obviously be some debate in the legislature but you have a um, a government uh, that um, seems to uh, not have a put a lot of value in in what goes on in the legislature they just push through uh, whatever it is that is is their agenda to push through regardless of you know time constraints or anything else so i i suspect if, if the government decides they want to eliminate the park board then that's what the government will do uh, however, um, given that this would require legislation, <clears throat> I also looking at the fact that uh, we may very well have an election uh, as early as March, which means that uh, legislation wouldn't be able to come forward this spring. It would have to come forward at a later date, and then who knows which government will be in power at that point. Uh, how, how confident are you? Do, you? do you really think we're going to have an early election after the number of times the Premier has said that's not going to happen? Well, the Premier has set a window for an early election. He's delaying starting back the legislature, and then he's jamming the legislature by having both the throne speech and the budget speech in the same week, and to have them both wrapped up by the end of March. 
it leaves the window for him to to call an election, or, or sorry, for the end of February, I should say. It leaves a window for him to call an election in March if he decides to do that. I suspect he'll be looking at the polls closely, and with the rise of the Conservative Party of BC and, and our continual advancement in the polls, uh, he may be getting nervous and decide he wants to go early rather than give us six more months to prepare. All right, John Rustad, appreciate you making the time today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on. 911.